We're here to talk about Stargirl streaming currently on Disney Plus, based on a book by Jerry, Jerry Spinelli. Spinelli. It says Stargirl is a 2020 American musical romantic drama film based on the novel of the same name by Jerry Spinelli that debuted on Disney Plus. The film explores the tense emotions, nonconformity, and self-expression of teenagers in high school and the exuberance of first love. Where'd you get that from? Wikipedia. <laughs> Directed by Julie Hart and starring (laughs) a whole bunch of Disney kids. Grace Vanderwall as Susan Stargirl Caraway and Graham Vershear as Leo Borla. Leo Borla? It sounds like boar in his name. Yes, it does. Like a a wild pig. (laughs) Okay, so what did we think? Well, let's just randomly go go around the table. table. Yeah. Yeah. Speed lightning round. All of G. What did you think of the movie? What do you think of it? It looks kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Why would you say that? Because I think he's mad It's kind of weird how there, how she, everything was just going awesome at that ball party. And then suddenly that lady was like still inside. They were talking. She was like saying sorry about the bike. Mm. Were you paying attention? You probably weren't paying attention. Yeah. I didn't get a single thing. <laughs> wow. At least you admit it, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame you for not giving your full attention to this one. Uh, I guess, I guess I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I, I did not enjoy this film at all. It, it was. It reminded me a lot of, of like for a while there. It was the Kalia was just spitting out all these like manic pixie dream girl. Movies where like some bland faded to the background guy is sort of like brought out of his shell and and made more whole by some magical girl who comes out of nowhere and and just sort of drags him from his little you know hobby hole of of of, of, uh, introversion and and just suddenly (laughs) he's he's just like oh my god she's he's perfect and we're in love and then you find out oh gosh he's kind of crazy and and drama ensues and. I kind of thought those films died out, and well, lo and behold, they made one in 2020. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Jane? Um, I think the movie was pretty good. There were a few scenes, I guess, in the book that weren't there in the movie, which weren't, wasn't that great. Yeah, you, 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 read the book. Read the book, you actually so read the book. What, what were some of the differences? In the beginning of the movie, everyone's like, everyone's Thinking, but the right words. Okay, is it time. is the book told from Leo's point of view? Yes, he's yeah. like first person, like narrating it. Okay. But in in the movie, yeah, he's not like he's sort of narrating it, like his voice comes in the background sometimes. But you know, it's not the same as the book. Like you, you seem to be about to say that when she first appears in the book. Was it, was it different than how she first appears in the, in the yeah. movie? Like, um, first of all, I can't remember if he's in the marching band or not, but he doesn't see her on, he sees her on his birthday because the whole ukulele song was the same as in the book. Right. But he doesn't see her, like, really early in the movie, or in the morning when he's at marching band practice, it's at lunch. Is, is every in the book like one thing I found kind of weird in the movie was everybody's like just oh did you see her did you see her yeah they were like that like in the like book too. like what was that about 
know. Why would, well, why would anybody some, care? But I think at some points they weren't really talking about her. I think they were talking about something else. No. I, that's the impression they all were talking about her. Because I get the impression that they weren't all talking about her. Well, if they were talking about something else, they never brought it up again. Because that, there's that scene towards the beginning where they're kind of all going into, I guess, the school for the first time in the day. Yeah. And somebody says, did you see her? And, like, it's almost like he's surprised, right? Leo's character is surprised. I think Kevin addresses him. And then some of the other kids, they don't... I feel like they say something, like, did you see her? But it, but I don't think... I don't know if they're talking about the same thing. Are they? I got the impression they're all talking about this girl that was there. and and But I don't know why. I don't, like... When somebody knew... I mean, I granted it's a tiny town. But when somebody new shows up, you're not, like, constantly... Did you see them? Did you see them? And they and they seem to be like instantly honing in on the on like oh she's gonna be your girlfriend, mm-hmm. especially Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, why? Why were they? Why were they just like oh yeah? You, you know you well, better I, you better I, you better make a move or you better do something because you know. I I didn't think that was out of place. I what I did think was interesting while we were watching it. You you mentioned like I don't know if she gave him ties. Was that a thing in the book? Was that, that a thing in the book? I don't remember. That's the thing. And if yeah. I did remember, it was it probably wasn't her. Because mm. she never said so. Yeah. Because mm. that would be stalkerish. Well, she never fessed up to it in the movie either, but it clearly was her. Right. Like, th- th- yeah. That's, like, that's and like strange. A, yeah, and then... And then her office. Her office where there's where just, like, does, newspaper clippings of yeah. everybody. And, and she does good and, deeds. And she has, like, like, she has the kids. She knows, where, money. She knows, where, she knows their birthday. She knows where Leo lives. He lives with a heart on it. And, and it's just, like, she's been giving him ties since he was in first grade. Well, That's not kind of stalkerish, actually. Well, how, how old was he when he got... Stalker. Oh, it was yeah. pretty stalker. Like, I thought you said it wasn't. How, it wasn't. how old was he supposed to be? the definition of stalker. How old was he supposed to be when that began? I feel like fourth, fifth grade. I think Still. he was younger. I mean, she was just a, basically a nine or ten year old kid. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to give him ties for his birthday every year. Well, you did say homeschool kids if you're strange. Yeah. Uh, true. Homeschool so. kid. So, yeah. That, her little... Office sanctuary thing reminded me of Sarah. Oh. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Sarah? Sa- Sa- oh. Her name is Sarah Gelato or something. Yeah. Sarah Gelato. She's, you know, the ice cream cone on Gumball. <laughs> she, like, sang, like, an entire song. And guess what? She was also playing a ukulele. It's like the weapon of choice for the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. <laughs> a ukulele. Oh, I'm quirky. <laughs> what? What else? I mean, was there anything I'm else in the? She from said, the... "Am I like a piggy character?" And she basically dressed up in cat ears and put makeup on. Yeah. My and she was like, <laughs> "Exactly." That I mean, she. This girl in the movie was a trope. She was such a trope, right down to the ukulele. Yeah. She couldn't have like. I mean. Throw me a curveball. Have her play a harmonica or something. That would have been cool. Yeah. Or a ukulele. Oh, she, she was playing the ukulele. She was there. Or umbira or something weird. Uh, was there anything else in the book that was very different from the from the movie? Uh, 
and you know that Hillary Kimball character? Yeah, there was that like minor subplot. There was Hillary Kimball. Hillary Kimball again? She's that girl, like, who got into Star- got in that argument with Stargirl about her brother and the bike. Uh, in the movie, she had a she had a good reason to be, like, mad and upset. In the book, she was just a jerk. She was, like, the bully character, I guess. Yeah. You know, when I was watching the movie, anytime they would cut away to her, I always got the impression she was jealous and that it was going to develop into something because it was like, oh, in the beginning, there's all the people at, at her table and Stargirl there is, is sitting with, like, what, she had, like, two, two friends. Yeah. yeah. And then by the middle of the movie, everybody's sitting with Stargirl and, like, two people are sitting with... No, only one person. I, I think two or one are sitting with Hillary. So I thought, oh, this is going to... Here, here comes the conflict. Here's, there's the. Right. She's gonna do something mean, and something. But then it never really happened. And then at the, and then you, the big reveal comes, and you realize, yeah, she's, she's pretty justified in her aggrievement against Stargirl there. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do things without finding out, like the backstory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, well, I what think, but it? I don't think her her intention was malicious. I think no, she. I don't. Yeah, her. I doubt her intention was malicious either. I just think that she was. To me, it felt like Stargirl there was was so wrapped up in her. Oh, I'm you know this whimsical angel who will do all these good things for no reason, and I'm gonna do all these nice things, and that's what caused her to do this this thing. That if she had you know just either a left well enough alone, which is probably what any normal sane person would do, or you know just done a little research and and like or even some basic thinking like oh why is this thing here in the store? You know, wouldn't they want the kid to have it again? Nah. There must be a reason, but eh, I'll just screw the parents. I'm just going to do this, and oh, and I'll put streamers on it, and now it'll be great. She she should have just left well enough. Uh, yeah. What, what about the what about the incident with the boy the boy from the opposing football team? Was she justified in going with him? That's uh, to me that just felt like part of her person. Did that happen in the book? It, it felt to me like that was. And, and, and that felt in character for her, considering the way she was. Was was that like in the book at all? Um, I don't think so. Was there any sort? Of, what like in the book? Was there anything that Did like led a to a back, girl? that led to the backlash against Star Girl? Because that's that was like the turning point. Suddenly, like everybody hated her for that for doing what she did there. Was there anything in the book where everybody was just like, "Ah, oh, enough of this"? Um, I. I don't think it was anything like that. I think that people just thought that she was some weirdo outcast. Did she ever, like, achieve the level of popularity that she did by that point? Um, I don't think so. So she was never, like, like the school's lucky charm or anything Yeah, like never like that. Oh, that was never part they of the book. They didn't bring up anything like lucky charms or stuff like that. Okay. Because that makes more sense. That makes if, more sense. If that was in the yeah. book, that makes more sense than the way it was portrayed in the movie. Well, I guess considering this is supposed to be a Disney and it's considered musical, they needed to, they needed to, they needed to sort of amp it up a little bit because it seemed a little crazy that suddenly, during like some random football game, she walks out on the field, plays her little ukulele. And like that was another thing that like kind of like I thought was ridiculous. Who the hell would hear her? Yeah. With her little, you know, whispery Massive voice, voice yeah. playing a ukulele, nobody is going to hear what she's saying. Would, the most you would see is somebody in the stands going, Get off the goddamn field! 
But yeah, after that, suddenly it was just like, hey, she's our lucky charm. And everybody is just instantly in love with her. I didn't dislike the movie, but I wasn't completely sold on it. So my takeaways from it were that even though the relationship between her and Leo moved at a very believable pace, Cinnamon didn't move at a at a believable face. No. <laughs> um, like <laughs> Cinnamon was cute. But I think even though Stargirl and Leo's relationship moved at a believable pace, I don't feel like the other overlying themes in the story work. Like, I agree with you. I don't think that all of a sudden, like, everybody would be like, oh, let's just be friends with Stargirl. She's so amazing and she's magic and... I think, I mean, just going from what I remember about being a teenager, I think certain people are more quick to be friendly, but I think some aren't. And I think we live in an age where, I'm not saying that suspicion is like the first thing, but I think kids now, because of all the things that they know and all the information that they're exposed to, are a little bit more savvy, even if they live in a small town. I mean, everyone has social media. And I think well, that... except Stargirl. Except she, for Stargirl, right. She didn't even have a phone. And, but I think that kids now would proceed with caution. And I don't think that they would all gravitate to her the way that they gravitated to her in this movie. So I, I found yeah. that part of it not believable. It was, yeah. To the point, yeah, it was, it was off-putting almost. And yeah, it, it, it took just, me it out almost, of the story a little. It, yeah, because you're you're trying to have this movie that's based in reality, and then you have like this. That's when she went through her Susan phase yeah. because her stupid boyfriend told her to be normal. But but what I was getting at was uh, you you're trying to make this uh, more realistic type of film, and then suddenly well everybody acts so bizarrely in service to the plot that it almost gives this girl oh she, she is magic. And she was not a magical person. She wasn't an alien. She wasn't a god or a devil right. or anything like that. Although it, it sometimes felt that way. I mean, like right. even at the end when she's guiding everybody out of the out the of dance. The, uh, the dance hall. I mean, seriously, the first thought I thought I made that joke. Oh, she's leading them into a mountain where they'll never be seen again. Because it really felt like it reminded way. me of the Pied Piper. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, I, I, I hate to be a jerk, but when I'm watching that scene, I was like, she's a terrible dancer. <laughs> you know, for someone who's well, supposed to be yeah. Manic Pixie Girl. I'm well, like, the Manic Pixie Girl's never really a good dance. They're just, they know. jump around and wave their arms. It's like, is that it? Yeah. I'm free. I thought the Manic Pixie Girl was good just, at everything. Wild she did that just like them. Yeah. Like, All right. She was flailing. Yeah. Flailing. That is a good description of that. that so I, I, I found that off-putting. I also... And and why didn't he go with her at the end of... Like, she walked away after that. Right. That why was another thing. Why didn't he go after... If he was so in love with her. this girl... Right. He really was totally cool with her just walking off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was another thing. That was another... You know, it's funny that you said that because I... I think at one point in the movie, I, I turned to you and I said... What he should do is get in his car and just drive yeah, slowly. After they got into the argument, into that like, argument, they he should, as a gentleman, get in the car and just drive next to her, and make sure that she got home okay. 
Yeah. And I think he was... Well, I mean, this is probably like his first girlfriend, right? So at the end, he that was probably like the whole point, doesn't was it, was know like how first to love act, and, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, he just the the yeah the main character what's his name Leo. Leo. Yeah, that's his name. He there's nothing really there for to grab onto as far as the character goes. Yeah, he was I, as he bland as bland. Yeah, to and be. I have to tell you, my favorite character was Kevin. I think I mentioned that before, but yeah. my favorite character was Cinnamon. Favorite character was Cinnamon. Why was Cinnamon your favorite character? He was adorable. He is adorable. Yes. My favorite character was Cinnamon, too. Yeah, why'd you? He's adorable. That's like Kevin Racy said. Mm-hmm. He's a beautiful rat. Who did you like? Uh, I would probably say Kevin was the only believable character to me as far as, like, the motivations that he had and uh, just... The way he acted, he he seems the genuine. most the most genuine and yeah. he wasn't really doing anything spectacular that made him interesting. But fortunately for him, nobody else was either. Uh, Star Girl, I found irritating. Slightly, uh, slightly. She was there. I mean, I could totally see where some like when she first goes on to the to the to the football field and starts singing. I was like, oh, here's the part where the the cheerleaders are going to be like, oh, who's this attention hog? You know? Right, right. And that's but that happened. didn't turn out at all. It was like, right. where that doesn't seem right. I mean, okay, she sang an okay song that nobody in reality would have been able to hear. Yeah. But she's strumming gently on a on a ukulele. I can't get over the damn ukulele. It was yeah. like, come on, Stereo a typical. little bit more original. Come on, give her something else. A flute, damn it. A flute, well, she has to sing, but... Does she have to sing? Yeah, well, that, I think, honestly, that was the whole point. Was, this, the, it, this was Disney once again showcasing young, young people singing. Was, yeah. For example, in the book, was there any singing? No. No, of course not. There did was, she run around with a ukulele? She did have the ukulele. She did. did. Did Leo sing at the end? No. What about a violin? Did they have a little duet to cheer her up or anything like that? No. Yeah, that was Disney. What if you had a saxophone? Disney has that factory where they, they have those children that they pump out and they got to make them sing every once in a while or else they melt or something like that. Yeah, you got to earn their keep. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like it. It was just one of those things where it was like, eh. I'd probably, out of 10, I'd probably give it a 4 and a 4.5. A little, little below average for you. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, would, I, I would. I would ten point four. I, I would give it a two. Two. Yeah, I feel like I said I. I like I don't feel like it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's no, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. What I've, was that alligator movie we were caught? You know what? I would watch that alligator movie over nine out of ten times over this. Really? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know anything what was going on. I saw somebody get eaten out of a boat. I'm like, okay, well, that's entertaining. I saw it then. Olive? What, what would you give it? What would you give it? Zero from ten. Zero to ten. Uh, two and a half. Two and, two and a half. half. Why would you give it a two and a half? It wasn't that in my interest. Yes. I could see that because you didn't see a lot of what was going on. You're too busy hung up on me. Yeah. <laughs> and laughing and rolling around on the couch and playing with your goddamn unicorn and farting. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, I would probably, so, I'd probably give it a two, just because, like I said, the 
main character, I found uh, Leo. He was very bland, bland and uninteresting. And like in the beginning, he had like a little interesting origin story, but then it was just like just didn't go anywhere. Well, I think that was the whole point. He kind of lost that spark in him, right? He wasn't yeah, like he lost as a his, child. He lost his flair, right? As a child, he didn't care, right? He didn't care, and he would wear his ties. But then when he moved to the new school, as usually happens with kids that are put in those situations, something happens that no. sort of crushes their... He, no, he wore the tie to his dad's funeral, and then he wore, wore it all, all the time. Right. Right. Then when he got to the new school, then right. something bad happened, and he was like, I'm not going to wear this anymore. I'm never going to wear any ties. I'm going to blend in yeah, and fade, gonna... fade away into the background. Right. The... Which I think is a very, I, I mean, see, this is Teenagery why thing. I was going to just say, this is why I don't think it's as bad as you say it is. I, I, Like I said, I don't think it's the worst thing that I've ever seen. It's not the best thing, but it's not the worst thing. And I think, unfortunately, I would have liked to have seen more of that. Him really coming to terms with the idea of being more authentic. I think instead of having her, I mean, in a way, she's sort of like a guide to him. But it's interesting they're both about the same age, I'm assuming. But yet she's more mature and she's figured it out and, you know, she lives this carefree life. And but but has she? To I me, to me she's, she's just being like... This, like I said, this I'm whimsical for the sake of being whimsical. I want I wanna I I'm gonna do everything all nice and sweet and it's it's too much. It's like you 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 become it's it's like a lot of cartoons you see like animes where we watch or there's a character who's basically I'm a specific attitude and I'm nothing but that. People aren't like that. There's like different layers, you know, you could sense more of their personality there. But don't you There's think There's something that, a little bit more complex. Sure. Agreed. But don't you think, and think back to when you were a teenager. I mean, because you're so young, because you haven't really experienced a lot in life, but you're kind of stuck in this like holding pattern. You're not a child, but you're not an adult, right? So... At least from the experiences that I remember, there were people that went to the extreme, that did extreme stuff, that lived extreme lives, that did even at that, that did stupid things, even that early on, only to prove that they were who they said they were. And then you had kids that were very vanilla, that followed the guidelines, that did all the, the things norm. that they the normal things that they were expected to do. And then you had kids that were super into themselves, super shy, did not come out of their shells. You wouldn't even know that they existed, basically. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and that's not even everything. That's just like snippets of what being a teenager is like, right? I mean, I'm sure you well, remember that. Well, what I, I mean, the point that I'm trying to make is, yeah, there's, there's all those different personality types. You're making a movie here, and you want the main characters to be compelling, and you can't make a compelling character when they just run at one speed, when they're just one thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, we got a whole... It's, it's like what I said with when you have like a side character who's one thing, and then you try to make the whole film about them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work, because you need layers. 
especially for the main characters. And the problem with Leo and the problem with Stargirl was they never really expanded beyond that, really. I mean, Stargirl, I guess, a bit, because, a bit. because she... She tried to become the thing that she thought that he wanted right, but to even, be. Right, but even that just didn't seem... Genuine. Genuine. It was, right. it was clear no. that she wasn't doing that for that. And another thing that you, ha you hope to have in your main characters is some measure of charm. I mean, Leo was the main character in this movie, and he was boring as hell. He was just a boring... Okay, he wanted to fade into the background. Mission accomplished, Leo. You faded into the background so much that I don't know why anybody would really want to be your friend. When you're even when you're interacting with your buddies in the diner or whatever, you're not saying anything remotely entertaining. You're not funny. You're not coming up with a good comment now and again. Nothing. And even your aside from Kevin, the rest of your friends are just one notes too. Yeah. There's oh, uh, does this burrito taste good? There's that kid. And then there was the girl no, with the, the with burrito the tastes different. Well, Whatever that he was, yeah, he was the he was fascinated with burritos. That was his entire mode of living. That was his entire purpose for living. I want to eat stuff. When he was asked, when they called on him to ask a question for during the hot seat, what did he ask about? Discount. Do you get do you get a discount at the concession stand? Okay, we get it. This guy likes food. And then there was the other girl who basically didn't say anything. And the only reason why I know anything about her is because she carried a camera. Oh, she's into photography. Did she say anything funny? Did she say anything remotely interesting? No, nobody did. It, like I said, the only one who seemed to have a, a sprinkling of charm was Kevin. Sure. Leo was, he was as interesting as a bucket of dirt. But do you think, okay, let's look at it this way. From where the story started to where the story ended. He did, did not develop at all. You don't think? <laughs> no. He was a, he was he, he was as boring and as bland at the end of the movie as, as he, he was at the, the beginning. And okay, he, he got on stage and he sang a car song against his will. <laughs> yeah, come on, that's like a teenager's worst nightmare. I think that she. So this is my interpretation, and again, this is why I say it wasn't the best thing I saw, but it wasn't the worst thing I saw. The, the interpretation that I got was that she was the catalyst for the change that he wanted to be. He he didn't he didn't really like being the way he was. Remember when he asked the mother like, "Oh, did you ever were you ever worried about how other people perceived you?" That is a very very big part of being a teenager yeah. and being yeah, a young I, adult. I, I agree with that. I think when you're that age, you try to fit in and I think the people that don't rock the boat are the people that are afraid of being looked at and pointed and laughed about, right? So you have a lot of people that, you know, like Thoreau, lead lives of quiet desperation because they don't feel like they have the strength, the bravery, whatever it is to be more authentic, right? So I think that she was the catalyst that he needed to make that change. Yeah, he probably initially didn't want to get up on the stage, but then he did, and he did something out of his comfort zone. I mean, he could have just been like, no, I'm not doing this, right? But he didn't. He took the chance and okay, he did true. that thing. Okay, true. I'll give right? you that. Yeah, he yeah. goes away to college. You see that at the end. He's 
out of his comfort. I mean, it's easy to just go to well, okay. college. Well, and... okay, I don't really see that as a, as a major accomplishment. Because one, he never mentioned being afraid to go to college. He never said anything. Like I said, he was so bland and by the basics and, and disappeared. That, but if you're living that... in a small town, if you're living in a small town, what's the perception? The perception is that you're not going to get out of the small town. You're going to live and, and breathe no. and die there. No, think about it. How many people just know the four corners that they've lived in that don't leave where they've been all their lives? Well, the, the, but he decided to go to college, right? Right. He decided so his to... friends. I mean, yeah, but not everyone goes. So I think that but well, going away for college, I think, is a bigger but, deal than going to, they, to, like, community college. But they never made a deal of it in the movie. But that's, but I'm that saying. Was not, if they would have said, uh, if there was, like, a friend who was just like, why am I even bothering? I'm never going to be able to escape this podunk town. Stuff like that. Or if, even if he said it. But there was never anything like that. It was just, and another thing was, okay, he's bland, whatever. He's not, him and his friends aren't ostracized. They're not, it's like, who were the cool kids? Were there cool kids? I'm were assuming there, were there the even, cheerleader you know what? and the football we're, as, we're, we're assuming. We don't know. Right, we it's don't never know. it's never illustrated right. in any you know visible way. As far as bullying goes, we see he got bullied the for every first day he showed up at school, mm -hmm. but then after that everybody's fine. Even the head of the football team's giving him high fives and stuff like that. It, is his life so hard? But he wasn't giving him football. I mean, he was the football guy wasn't giving him high fives before the whole star girl. Thing. He wasn't being mean to him either. He wasn't being In fact, mean the, to him, the head of the football the team seemed to be like a very nice guy. guy. Yeah, no. But I'm saying the whole point was life before her was drab. And kind of run of the mill. Oh yeah, yeah. But every, every, having her and having that experience yeah, of falling in she, love, she magical. She, you know, she turned his life around. And remember how there was like a really, again, not the best thing I've ever seen, but not the worst thing. I think one of the stronger scenes was initially when they're taking their walk, and she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Why would I do that?" Yeah, he's too reserved. He's he too reserved. But then at the end, what does he do? He yells. He but, screams into the void. But because to, he wants the universe to acknowledge his right. existence. And that was uh, something that was powerful, as she said, because when you're that age, when, again, you're not a child, but may, you're may, not an adult. You know, maybe that would have carried more weight with, weight with me if the actor had any kind of charm or, or charisma that would make me believe that he changed. To me, even at the end, after he's gone to college, and also that... That narration where, I don't know what happened to her. Well, maybe she's this. Maybe we all spoke about her so well. and blah. It was just like... I think that went on too long. It went, on too, it went on too long, and it was sort of like... It meandered. It, it, wasn't it meandered, meandered, but it also showed me you're still a shiftless, <laughs> I'm going to disappear in the background loser. You're still a loser. Why didn't you find out about her? Why didn't she? She's this huge influence. Oh, I'm sorry, and quote unquote, huge influence on this kid who's supposedly changed the way he out. He saw himself in the universe. He's crying out to the universe, "Look at me!" <laughs> but then, after this this mind blowing, life changing experience that this girl bestowed upon him, he's just like, "Eh, uh, 
Uh, because she just disappeared, and then everybody. She became a legend, and and now she's just the all she is is a is a dusty serving tray in a trophy case somewhere in the back of the high school. Serving tray. It, it was like, come on! And now I'm I'm supposed to believe you that you're you're this roaring look at me universe i'm you know i'm ready to be noticed i'm going to grab life by the you know what's and 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 take by the horns yes by yes. the horns of course and uh <laughs> and, and 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 you know i'm i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready to take on the world watch out world look at me i'm yelling but <laughs> but I think you you also miss the point of when somebody's used to living a certain way, it's hard to change. No. It's, it's extremely hard, and I think that you have to take baby steps. And I think that's true for a lot of things. I mean, when, when addicts stop doing the things that are destructive to them, it's a process. It's every day. Yeah. Every day. That's, that's you know, true. And yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting when you hear people talk about, like, alcoholism. I'm X amount of days sober. Every day is a struggle because they have this addiction, right? Mm. So I think that, you know, obviously this wasn't the same case, but I think that when you're used to living a certain way, when you change those patterns, it's a challenge and it's not easy and you have to take every day as it comes because this isn't inherent to you. He's probably... It's, in, it's interesting, there was a conversation between the Leo character and the mother, where she basically says, oh, your father was like this larger than life character, right? When I look at her, I don't get that vibe. And I'm thinking- When you look at the, the mother? When I looked at the mother. Okay. So she gives up her life to move to a very, very small town and live a quiet life. And that's something that he mentions in the beginning of the, of the movie. He's like, we moved to this little town, but this was even more little than I even anticipated it would be and everything's quiet so then when you get this splash of color which is what i guess stargirl represented it was just it was different and i think that that's where i'm sure the book is way better than the movie right yep. because g g mentioned that she really liked the book before uh -huh. i'm sure they explore it insanely better in the book but one of the takeaways for me and this is why i said I, I didn't think it was the worst thing i ever saw was to me the whole experience you know when people say sometimes it's not about getting from point a to point b it's about the journey so this young man's journey was kind of finding out who he was because and what his place was in, this, in the world the because world. when uh, obviously they're too young to be in this mad, passionate love affair to define the ages. That's not what this movie is about. This movie is about answering the inner call within you. And that's what I think. Do I think that he liked her? I think he liked her a lot. Was he madly in love with her? No. no He's no a 16-year-old boy. And I think the same thing goes for her. I think she liked him, but was she going to slit her wrist for him? No. Hell no. So they were just two people that kind of became boyfriend and girlfriend for a brief amount of time, but she influenced him and he needed that. And I think that that's, I think that was the nice thing about the story, like exploring that aspect of when you're so timid or conservative that you're not living the most authentic life, but then to have this kind of breath of fresh air come out of nowhere and be like, you know what? 
feel free to be who you are. It's almost like giving permission to somebody and not even knowing that that person needed that permission. I mean, at the beginning of the story, it's his 16th birthday. What do you know at 16? You don't know anything. You think you know a lot, but you don't. And the person that you are at 16 is not who you are at 20. It's not who you are at 24. It's not who you are at 30. It's not who you are at 40. It's certainly not who you are at 50. I think it was a sweet story. I think the movie could have been dealt with uh, in a better way. I, 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 agree, I agree with you about all that. I just I just feel like the, the actor wasn't capable of, of pulling it off. I he, think he was, yes. He, I he think, played he played the character. Like I said very blandly. Yes. There wasn't any charm. There wasn't any charisma to him. There wasn't anything that made me believe that he is the guy that the story should be about. It was like, all right, we took a background character, we made them the focus of the film. We tried to revolve the story around them. They hit all the they hit all their marks. But they did it in the most perfunctory, robotic way imaginable. And at the end, when we want to see the full blossoming Leo, give it to us, Leo, and it's just a tiny fart in the room. It's, it's, it just doesn't. It, it, there was no so sen- what, there was no like sense of like yeah. So what would have made I'm, that? I'm I'm for that kid. He's he's. So what would have made that story better? Just better actor, better better script. I mean, I'm not not I'm not even like the story. I'm talking about like the dialogue, the interactions yeah. between people. Seriously, the script that, was very bland. That his relationship with his friends, where you're supposed to, and like in any of these films. I mean, we grew up on these films, right? Where there's like the loser who meets the girl, and they they get all wrapped, the they 80s get wrapped, John Hughes all movies. the '80s John Hughes movies. They Way get, better writing. They get wrapped. They get wrapped up together, and and at the end they're changed. Except for Weird Science, which did not age. Weird Science is the crap. But in this, oh, and, and in all those films, before the girl shows up, you see him interacting with his friends, and yeah, they're losers, or yeah, they're they're there's something weird going on, and and you know whatever. Everybody has some sort of interesting characteristics. There's a lot of there's. This is where the humor comes from. This is where you fall in love with these characters, and you're like, I'm gonna root for this guy. Right. Didn't get any of that. Yeah. From I the agree. entire I film, think, I didn't get I any reason to root for this kid. I don't know if it was the fault specifically, perhaps, but I think I agree. I think the the script could have been stronger. They could have done away with a lot of other things that I I. As much as people like the mouse, I feel like. There was no point in having the mouse in the rat. Rat, whatever. The the rat made no sense to me. The scene with Stargirl's mother wasn't really needed. Um, well, and that's the thing. In those 80s films, they would have taken those interactions and mined some gold out of that. You know? Right. Giving right. you giving you something to Oh, yeah. this, this is this would this kind of explains why she's like this. Right. I didn't get anything like like okay, the mother's a costumer. Yeah. I didn't get anything really bizarre or weird about the about the mother, or anything that would like lead me to believe. Oh, this is why this girl is this way, the way that she is. She didn't. The mother didn't seem like some weird hippie. Yeah. She seemed like a normal woman. You know. In the book, she had oh, a yeah. dad. In the book, she she had a dad. Was her family strange? strange i would say they were definitely more normal than she was well what did the parents do did they ever go into that was she an only yeah she was an only but the parents were she had a dad the mom was 
In the movie, I feel like the mom was the same amount of normal, but the dad, since there's not a dad in the movie, I can't compare, but the dad was normal, too. Well, they were, like, accountants or something? They, 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 they didn't have, like, they had a normal household. There wasn't, like, animals running around or any, anything that would leave, like... No, like, if you, like, if you were a new person in their house and you just walked in for the first time, you'd, you'd figure them as normal people. But I wouldn't say accountants people. Yeah. What do you think would have made the movie better? Like I said, just a... a better script with more interactions that let me care about these characters. Seriously, I could not care less about Leo. I could not care less about him at all. He was so boring and dull. I don't know why the the weird, interesting flighty girl would have any interest in him at all. She's the stalker. Uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah, she's the stalker. Uh, I think, you know, it's interesting, I'm watching, I, and I, I, I do this a lot, having been, I guess, a film student, I sit there, and I'm very much into story, when I was in film school, I wanted to be either a cinematographer or a scriptwriter, so a lot of that stuff really resonates with me, and I, when I'm watching this, I thought about, how do we make this better? I always think about, like, how could this have been better, right? And... I'm watching it, and I immediately thought of The Wonder Years, that TV show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if only they had done it from the viewpoint of somebody reminiscing about the past. Because sometimes, while you're living something, especially when you're a teenager, life is awful, life is tough, it's the worst experience ever. But in hindsight, you see the beauty of it, and you can appreciate it more. And I think that if the story had been told from the viewpoint of an older person looking back at a time where he felt that there was like a genuine like shakeup in his life and he could have pinpointed it to this particular moment in time, that would have made more sense. That would have made the story flow better. But wasn't that what was going on? No, because I think, well, I don't think he was like, it wasn't like Daniel Stern adult reminiscing about him as a Fred Savage child. It wasn't that. It was just... Well, maybe, the, the middle maybe, of the maybe. story isn't told with voiceover, so I'm assuming that the end is, since it's a voiceover, it's flashing back and then talking about the present. So I think that what would have made this story more interesting is if it had been prefaced in that vein of this is now an adult man who's gone on with his life, has a career has gotten married, maybe has a child, has a family, or and is now, or a child or two, yes. And then in that moment, because I think as we get older, we think about what our lives were, what they could have been, and what it is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, I, I find myself oftentimes thinking about, well, if I hadn't done this thing, I wouldn't be here. Or if I had done something different, where would I be now? So I think a lot of it's introspection, right? Because as you get older, you think you really think about the paths that your life has taken. As you get older, you really think about your mortality, right? And you really think about the things that are important. And I think if this person was kind of like the first person, there's that, there's that scene where he says to her, before you, no one looked at me. 
her coming into his life was a big deal. And I think oh. that, unfortunately, the film didn't convey it that well. I think that that's one of the missteps of the, of the film. I think, again, if they had done it more in that, like, Wonder Years, where he's completely, like, 30 years into the future, he's, like, a 40-something, going on 50-year-old man who's gone down this road. And examining his life of, I have a lovely wife, I have a beautiful family, I have this great house, I have this great job, but I sometimes go back and reminisce about the life that I used to have and what could have been if I had done things differently. Yeah. What would have happened like if I followed this girl? She was my first crush, she was my first love. It didn't work out for us, but I sometimes find myself looking, Googling her name and wondering where she is. That would have made me like this story more. I think having a different actor being that voice would have helped because I think you were already done with him he wasn't. He wasn't a great child actor. He was not a great. I mean, he he could act. The problem is he, he didn't act with any sort of charm. Like well, I, I keep going back to the '80s films, but uh, I'm John Cusack. Yeah. Always played the loser in the movie, but he still had charm. There but was you something. Know, it's kind of funny. You. It's funny that you mentioned John Cusack because this young man, whose name I can't remember. Please don't look it up. Don't care. Um, something. Whatever. This young man did a lot of stuff that Cusack would do. The shy smile and like kind of stuff like that. Like just this conveying of awkwardness. And if you if you look at a movie like Say Anything, the Lloyd Dobler character. And I agree, Lloyd Dobler is charm personified because even though he's sort of like the outcast kid, everyone in that film loves him. Whether they're the jocks or the stoners or you know, whatever. He's just a likable guy. And I remember the first time I'd seen that movie, I was completely in love with that character. I was like, I want to date a boy Dobler. And he's, he doesn't, like, when you watch that movie, they're, like, as an adult now, like, that scene where he meets her father, Diane Court's dad, for the first time, then that dinner scene, it's very awkward. Who is this clown that's trying to court my daughter? And that's a very great scene. And but the thing is, like, what I'm saying is those thing, those scenes are written so that you can see the charm and the personality of the characters. Right. And this film lacked that because, honestly, the scripts never gave this kid anything really to work, work with. with. Yeah. Other well, that's than, what I mean. Other I than think... just, just say these lines and also sort of like when she does something weird, sort of like squint and smile and tilt your head. And right. it doesn't, it, I don't know. It, 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 no, it, I, he, and I, 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 feel, I feel bad, almost bad for this kid. Because he just had really nothing to work with. And I, I'm, get, I'm guessing, to me, this, this whole thing just felt like an excuse to let that girl sing a couple of songs. Possibly. Because I think they were like, oh, she has a very pretty voice. Let's, uh, let's, let's try and milk this. Let's ch chuck in Possibly. a couple of songs, okay? But again, I'm going to say not the worst thing, I, not the best, but not the worst thing I ever saw. I think I saw merit in some of it, but I also feel like it could have been handled a lot better. And I think that's where a lot of these films need to focus on. You need to focus on the story. You need to write compelling dialogue. You need to have great characters. 
you can't just, I don't know, have one good scene in a like almost two hour long movie. You have to have those yeah. poignant moments. Yeah. Everyone needs to watch Pixar movies and yeah. just really <laughs> understand about story structure, the hero's journey, coming to the epiphany. I mean, I'm sure we can scout out any Pixar movie yeah. and like really break down the story structure and get to a place where we're all just really glad about the journey. Yeah. So I think in conclusion, uh, this is probably the longest review we've done, which is amazing because I don't feel like we were 100% on board with this film. No. So that's pretty funny. Um, well, when, when there's a lot to complain about, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> it's funny how it works out that way. When we love a film, there's not less than 20 there. minutes when yeah. we when we when we're not on board almost an hour we should probably post this in honor together <laughs> only that's gonna make for a long long one right but anyway um so that's it for us uh we will chat with you all soon if you ever if you if you're interested in watching this with your kids don't be worried there isn't any naughty bits in there uh as far as the romantic relationship it was about <laughs> It was about as PG as you can get. Yes, absolutely. Well, it was about as PG as you can get. There's there no was, there it's a Disney movie. Some lips made contact, but that was about it. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night.